Single, a mom, an entrepreneur, juggling it all and talking about topics while on the go. Hi, I'm Lisa Waldron, and this is Go 10 Lisa Podcast. Are you ready to listen to the best podcast that's real, inspiring, and sometimes cringe? Okay, get ready, get comfy, and go! Hello everyone, I am Lisa Waldron, and this is On The Go. So the other day, I was in a... um, supply store near me and it was the first time I've been to that one because if you listen to the previous on the go um, one of the young ladies had recommended it to me so I'm in the store looking for like fake eyelashes because you know I was trying to doll up myself but then I didn't know what I was doing because I haven't bought fake eyelashes in ages but anyway here I am looking at all the selections because who knew there were so many and then I see the girl behind the register was being chewed out by her assistant manager, which was a guy. Both of them were African-Americans. And I was like right there as a witness. And I told her at the end when I was being checked out, I said to her that he did come off strong. And I was right there. And she was like, yeah, like she didn't want to know, um, Like, she didn't want to know that she was standing... Well, he was standing by the door, right? So she didn't want to say much because he was standing by the door. So this is what I did for the first time, right? So as I'm walking out the door, she already checked me out because I felt like in that moment that I need to give her some kind of reassurance, like, hey, he did come off strong. He could have easily communicated something. Basically, how it went down was she was just checking out somebody and then he came over and was like something and she was like well the manager who's over both of them said x y and z and he's like well do it this way and she's like well she she told me and then he started getting defensive and was like um this is I've told you like how many times like many times and she's like well the manager who signed my checks told me to do it this way so obviously there is a conflict in communication and obviously um who should be saying what if the owner of the store says to do it this way but the assistant manager says this way i felt like she was like in the middle so she went with what i don't know it was kind of confusing but the way he came across and didn't take into account that we're customers in the store, he could have pulled her aside. He could have done it. There's so many learning opportunities there, right? So check this out. This is what I did. I, as I was leaving and he was standing by the door, gazing out to in the parking lot, I don't know what he was thinking about. And I said, um, <laughs> as I walked out, because I was, I was doing my, um, one of the words for the year. I have two, um, words for the year, you know, you know, they say words for the year. So here I am and I'm there passing him and said to him, it is how you speak to people and then walked out. So I know he heard me. So yeah, (sighs) just can't believe sometimes that, um, the things that go on in this world. And I just felt in my bones that I just had to say something, but, but I'm right. You know what I mean? 
it is how you speak to people. You know, I don't care what position you are, what what authority figure, it is how you speak to people, especially in the workplace. Even if she gets reprimanded or whatever, the bottom line is, is that she had a little bit of justice with me coming to her and giving her reassurance. Because I don't know if she wanted to cry. I don't know if she felt like she was bottled in. But I just wanted her to know that I overheard everything. I even saw when the whole thing went down. Like when he approached her. Because I was standing right there looking at the fake eyelashes. And I was just like, wow. And this is why it's so sad to say that a lot of people can't handle high level positions. Because I don't know if it's a training opportunity. I don't know if it's a personal opportunity. But we need to do better. So, on to today's episode. Hello everyone, I am Lisa Waldron and I am the host of Go 10 Lisa podcast. Well, 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 you know what I'm going to talk about today, guys? How you doing? How you doing? Everybody that knows that phrase know where it comes from. How you doing? Wendy Williams. Wendy, Wendy, Wendy. So, in today's episode, um, which is um, episode 4 of season 24, I am going to be giving you a recap of the Wendy Williams What a Mess um, documentary, like a short documentary that just premiered yesterday, Saturday, um, what what day is Saturday? What day is today? (laughs) Let's see, 98765, the 25th of um, February. It's on Hulu. As far as what I can see, it's one episode and it is one hour and 23 minutes. So this is just going to be a quick, I hope quick, because you know I love to talk, a quick recap of the episode because um, not a lot of people have Hulu. Not a lot of people, you know, lots of people wondering what's going on with Wendy. There were so many things said about Wendy, you know, and they wanted to pull this documentary right before it aired. They've been previewing it, showcasing it. And it's actually Wendy herself who is doing the documentary. It's not somebody talking about Wendy. It's actually Wendy giving her views. So I'm going to jump right into it. For those of you who don't know, Wendy Williams um, you know, had her own talk show, her own, she was hot as far as she started off in the radio station, you know, and then built herself up. And this documentary was just a quick snippet into her life because nobody can capture all the years of your life, but they titled it, what a mess, what a mess. I don't know why they titled it, what a mess, but you know, it's obvious that Wendy is experiencing a lot of hurt. There was a lot of crying going on throughout this documentary. And um, so let's dive right in. But before we get started, um, please note that Go 10 Lisa podcast can be found on any podcast app. Just type in Go, the number 10, followed by L-I-S-A. Go 10 Lisa is all one word when you type in it in. Go 10 Lisa podcast. Um is available on every Monday on any podcast app on on YouTube every Tuesday. So just want to put in that little plug. So I'm going to give you a little back history into myself, right? So when I was in the corporate world, I always knew, I always knew 
that I wanted to have my own business. I always knew that, you know, I have, I can talk. People think that I'm quiet at first. Sometimes it depends on the environment, but I love to talk, right? And sometimes I just talk and talk and talk. And some family members will be like, oh my gosh, you talk so much. I didn't realize you talk so much. <laughs> but it's like, I just keep going because I felt like as a young kid, I never opened up my mouth and talk only maybe to my, you know, I, that's what I felt like. I didn't talk, you know, I was brought up where, you know, you know, kids or kids and adults or adults kind of thing, you know? So anyway, there came a pivotal point in my life um, right before I quit my corporate job where I was thinking, what on earth should I do? Like, what is my purpose? I'm going to take a deep dive into what is your purpose in an, a later episode because it's not what we think, right? And um, so back then I was like, what should I do? So I asked a couple of my coworkers, what do you think I'm good at, right? And and somebody said, oh, Lisa, you're good at information. Some people have even said, oh, you're good at research because you know I'm a wannabe detective, right? And and basically, um, a lot of people were like, oh, you should do like a talk show. Hence, all of this happened before I started my podcast in May of 2018 and my YouTube channel. Because right around that time is when I was like, what should I do? And the only person that came to my mind was, I want to be like Wendy Williams. Not like her and her life and what the heck is going on, but more like, I want to have my own talk show. I want to do this and whatever, right? This is what I thought back then. So I was like, okay, let me start off with my podcast. And here we are today, right? So I'm going to be honest with you. I have no clue half the times of what's going on in the entertainment world because I don't pay attention to the majority of it. But I used to watch the Wendy Williams show to get caught up. I think she had a nice catch. She had a nice marketing catch. How you doing? You know, and with the hands and, you know, and I don't, I'm, I'm trying to figure out everything for my podcast, my business. What's my catch? Go, go to Lisa. I don't know. It's in the works, people. Even though it's six years, it's coming on six years. It's still, you know, everything happens when it's supposed to happen. So I, I say all of this to tell you a little bit of why I'm talking about Wendy, because Wendy was at the top of her game. And Wendy is doesn't have a, a lot like what she has right now. And she's going through some stuff. And then we don't hear anything about Wendy. And then here comes this documentary. And I'm like, you know, it's funny that I was um, watching it. And here comes my son in the kitchen. And he's like, is this what you're watching? And I was like, yes, yes. <laughs> and I was like, yes. And he was like, and then he caught a moment because he was making... Uh, his lunch or whatever and he caught a moment where Wendy was crying because throughout the episode she's crying it kind of like me because I cry a lot through on um, some occasions right and he was like I just can't believe you're watching this and then he started laughing because because and then of course I started laughing we're not laughing at Wendy but I'm laughing at him because because then I looked over at him and I'm like how you doing <laughs> And then he, he's like laughing and I'm like, you remember that? You remember? Because I used to have that on all the time when he was younger. So I was like, you can't tell me that you don't. I think he was like 
looking at first, like, who is that that I'm watching? I don't think he realized it was Wendy. So that's why I was like, how are you doing? And I was like, you remember that? You know where that's from? Yep, that's Wendy Williams. You remember it? And he didn't answer me or whatever. So I guess he was watching, like, why am I watching someone crying? And I guess he didn't realize who it was. So anyway, <laughs> so... um. I was like, yes, I am watching this documentary because I haven't heard what happened to Wendy all this time since she didn't have her show. And he just didn't, looking at me like, oh, you're just sitting on the couch watching these people. And he says that all the time. So it's not just about Wendy. And I don't even watch TV like that anymore. Like that anymore. But I do miss the top hop, top, the hot topics. That was the, um, one of her segments, you know, like how I have on the go, she had um, the hot topics before she delved into the rest of her show. I, I'm, I don't care what anybody say. Wendy Williams had one of the best show. Now, as a Christian, I struggle with having a podcast and trying to be careful not to cross the line of under the terminology gossiping, right? Because Wendy Williams' show was, you know, a lot of people, when you're in, um, when you're an influencer, when you're a content creator, not, when you're just a regular person, not doing anything on social media or just living your life, not everybody's going to like you. But there was a lot of people who didn't like her. Uh, there was a lot of people who questioned whether or not she was a man or a woman. There was a lot of people who thought she was like digging into people. And throughout this documentary, there, you know, it, it it was even brought up, is all of this happening to her, all the bad events that are happening to her because of all the gossip and stuff that she said about other people, right? Um, it's a very thin line, and I'll talk more about that in another episode, but I just wanted to give a, a quick recap because sometimes I'm watching these shows and sometimes I'm watching these documentaries and I had no idea. First of all, I was telling somebody the other day that I thought all of this happened because her mother died and then come to find out her mother didn't die. So I was like, where? I thought I saw something. So God forget, God forbid she passed away. But I was like, I thought I heard something that she passed away. But anyway, I don't know where I got that from, but I just want to put it out there in case that person was listening to me. But anyway, let's dive right in to the episode and I don't want to tell you every single thing because I actually want you to go out there and watch it yourself but here's and and then I learned a few things as well you know and um so it starts off with Wendy on the couch you know and she has these things wrapped around her legs it looks like almost heating pads I have something similar but not all the way down to my foot because one of the doctors gave that to me years ago um is actually to help with the um blood circulation and help with my blood pressure and I actually found it the other day and I forgot that I even had it but anyway starts starts off with her on the couch and then she starts crying and she says um that this a circumstance this, this is a circumstance that she has she's created for herself out of a bad circumstance and it's not her fault so it's a circumstance that she's created for herself out of a bad circumstance and right before she said that i was listening to somebody else that said 
that um, all of this is happening because of the choices. Now, everybody's talking about Risa Tisa right now. That would have been a great hot topic if Wendy was still on the show, um, doing her show, um, and talking about um, her life story. That is also going viral. And she said something similar. We all have choices in our lives. So when something is going good or bad, you have to be an adult keyword here and recognize and I think that's what Wendy was doing like this is a hot mess this is a hot topic all of this is happening to me right now because of a circumstance that she created for herself out of a bad circumstance think about that then she went on to say that she has um lymph 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 lymphoma lymphedema and she said, look it up for, look it up for yourself. <laughs> she said, look it up for yourself. And actually I did look it up and I am going to tell you according to the Google dictionary. So it is a swelling most often in an arm or leg caused by a lymphatic system blockage. Hmm. Lymphedema is swelling that generally occurs in an arm or leg but can also occur in the chest wall, abdomen, neck, and genitals. The condition is caused by a blockage in the lymphatic system, part of the immune and circul circulatory systems. Lymphedema is most commonly caused by lymph nodes removal or damage due to cancer treatment. Interesting. So yes, Wendy, I did look it up. But anyway, guys... <clears throat> Oh, so, and so, so, so she's there on the couch and she's eating her caviar with Doritos on her couch. What a combination, you know? And then she has like a tall flute of, um, of a champagne looking glass filled with something yellow. I don't know what it is because throughout this, the documentary, she was like, oh, it doesn't taste good, but she took tiny, tiny sips of it. So. Here it is, um, still, and you know what I noticed about this documentary too, that she kept like, um, it was kind of raw, but not raw as far as she was like, don't pay attention to the hair flying or whatever. Um, she was still in production mode mentality as far as she recognized the cameras were there, the lighting was there and she was still going on because if you're doing something for so many years and something that's in your DNA, something that you love, you're not going to not pay attention and not say, oh, cameraman, don't do this. Or yeah, should we take it again? Should we, re you know what I mean? She was still going, you know? So she was still in show mode mentality about her hair her home, and she's like, you know, her home doesn't look like that, but she just wanted to give you guys like the raw, um, this is my life, this is how I am right now, on the couch, and um, I'm hooked up to these things for my legs, and she then explains how she swims in the morning, and then she does a couple of hours of that, and then how she carries on with her day, and then she said there's nothing special about her, she is her own best friend. And that is a statement that she said throughout her life, which I found so interesting because um, if you don't know that Wendy is a tall woman, right? Um, and I feel, 
I, I don't want to say I feel sorry for girls, but I see girls growing up. I even see girls on some YouTube channels and some family channels where the, you can tell the girls are going to be so tall. And um, I often wonder about one, you know, sometimes I find like tall girls always end up with short men because they're way, way taller. And it's like, it's kind of awkward for them. I can, you know, I'm trying to put myself in their shoes and whatever. But um, it's actually a strong statement. There's nothing special about her. But hey, girl, there is something special in each and every single one of us. I don't believe that. I do believe that you are your own best friend. I, I do believe that to some degree. Because you can't trust people. You can't trust people. And the only people that you can rely on 99.9% .9 is yourself the majority of the time. Sometimes we need, sometimes a lot of us, and you know, it's funny because I, that was part of my Bible study yesterday. Um, sometimes we put a lot of our trust in people and we need to put our trust in Jehovah God. We need to put our trust in God. We do. You know, um, so I don't believe that statement, but that's what she felt that there's nothing special about her. But I think there's specialty, there's something special about each and every single one of us, including myself. But when you grow up and you hear like, oh, you're ugly duckling or you're dark or you're this or whatever and whatever, you kind of like grow up thinking like, I'm not pretty enough or I'm not good enough or, you know. And the reason why she's saying all of this is because who knew that she was a chubby little girl growing up and her parents used to put her on the scale every single day to each his own people. But I just talked about it on my vlog, you know, because I do have a YouTube vlog and I'm like, I wanted to get off. I did a live the other day and I'm like, I need to get off the scale because the scale can drive you crazy. So can you imagine as a young child getting on that scale and they're telling you, oh, you're eating too much and this, this and that. It's a bad enough that you're already tall and then you're a little chubby. But I understand because things like that happen in my family too, as far as other relatives, you know, who were chunky uh, I can get into that or whatever, but it does play on their psyche. I'm not. I'm. I'm just going to tell you, I'm fatter now as an adult than I am when I was a child. You know what I mean? So it does play into how things happen in your childhood and how you know it affects you. So, um, <clears throat> so then she talked about you know she had nobody to call when things were getting really, really difficult to her, when she really, really needed a friend. You know, all of this stems around her husband, his affair, and the baby. So the whole documentary is a little bit snippet about her life, but the majority of it was about her husband. Her husband, Kevin, who's on the show, manager, executive producer, how she met him, at a skating rink, you know, and what happened and all the way up to the divorce and all that good stuff. But she started off by saying when she was off the couch, she did another clip of her looking all dolled up. And she said, her name is Wendy, just Wendy. We know her as Wendy Williams, but now she's going by Wendy, right? And 
you know, they did a little history, you know, of her and her parents. Her parents came on. The parents were talking about, you know, how she was growing up. A lot of it was about her weight. Then it delved right into that she was on Hot 103.5 in New York back in 1988 when she first got started. Then she was fired. She had issues with her weight since she was a young child. Her parents weighed her every day. And she felt like, you know, what can be something that she does? And radio is something that kept her company. It's all about storytelling. And it being behind a radio and being behind, I guess, nowadays updated radios, it's kind of like a podcast. If you're not showing yourself like how I am in season 24, um, people don't care what you look like behind the scenes in the radio. So I think for that, for her, um, you know, it felt like she had freedom and she got to do what she wanted to do and felt like there was no restrictions on her. And one thing she said, you know, with a lot of the jobs that she had in the beginning, you know, how people progress, one thing we can all relate to, she said she was not a brown noser. In other words, she was not a someone that kissed somebody's you-know-what to get promoted, you know, that's something that she was not. Then she got hired at Kiss 98.7, and that, my friends, was the beginning of Hot Topics, according to Wendy. Um, And then... I didn't know this part, but then she had a big interview, like she called Whitney Houston back in the day. Um, it it sounded like it was a telephone conversation, but Wendy taped it, right? And um, that was the pivotal point where people got to see another side of Win- of Whitney Houston. And that interview put Wendy Williams on the map in her radio career. She also said that solitude is a theme for her life. No one understanding her. There was a lot of crying throughout the episode, you know, and her, I felt like she was reminiscing about her life, you know, like as she's talking, she's remembering something and then she, you know, get into her emotions and then she start crying. We all can relate to that, you know. I also feel like when we get older, you know, where we are looking back and we're saying coulda, woulda, shoulda. And then sometimes we're grown and we're like, nope, that's supposed to happen. Even the bad. Did we learn from it? You know, um, one interesting thing as she was talking about her early parts of her career was that she said that she was date raped by an artist. She went up to his hotel room and it's a little like clickbait whether or not she says the person's name. You just have to watch it to find out. Um, she also admitted that she did cocaine five days a week for years, years. Then she went to Power 99, you know, didn't like it there. During that time, you know, she and her husband was developing their relationship. And then she had two miscarriages both at five months um you know so like I said in my um episode two of season 24 when I was talking about Kate Middleton and I was saying not everybody can carry their baby full term 
not everybody is going to have a smooth pregnancy. Some people are blessed to have it. Everybody's body is differently. So I didn't know that about Wendy, that she had two miscarriages, both at five months, to the point that when she became pregnant again, um, she actually asked the her bosses at the radio station to that she's going to be on bed rest. And that's how she was able to successfully have her Kevin, her cherished son, Kevin, right? And the interesting about um, Kevin Jr., rather, and the interesting thing about Kevin Jr. is that his face was blurred out throughout the whole episode. Then she returned to New York to the former radio station that she was popular at 98.7. And then later on, she had her own TV show. And I actually forgot about this because they were showing clips of Amarosa. You remember her? Oh my gosh, I was looking at it and I was like, oh my gosh, I forgot about Amarosa. Amarosa was, um, she had her moments of fame way back then. And I forgot, I didn't know that she, I forgot that she was on the first episode of Wendy's talk show and she was like taking over um, until Wendy had to like, you know, say to her, well, thank you for coming on my show. <laughs> you know, sometimes it's like you have to let people know you can't overstep your boundaries. It was it was funny rewatching that. I was like, oh my goodness. A lot of it was about Kevin, Kevin's work, Kevin and her relationship, Kevin throughout the years, the affair, the alleged affair, the alleged this, the alleged that with her husband. <sighs> and then the episode where she fainted on her talk show. I was actually watching it when it happened because somewhere along the line, they had um, started doing live episodes, you know? So when you're doing your own show, eventually you want to kick it up a notch and, and let's do it live. Well, she was going through so many struggles and so many things behind the scenes and then come up in front of the this her audience and then put on a smile and act like everything. I think we all can relate to that, you know, especially in life when we go to work. Hi, how are you? I'm fine. When deep down, you know, you have all these issues going on behind the scenes and, and all of that, you know, everything else that she was experiencing, she was doing a Halloween um, episode and she fainted and uh, you know, I think also what she struggled with, you know, is that she spent all these years talking about people, you know, and giving us the hot topics, the tea, whatever you want to call it, the scoop, whatever. And here it is. Her life was now a hot topic. What do you do when you're on top and people are talking about it? And I think a lot of it is about shame. I think a lot of it is, oh, I don't want this to get out. But then she had to talk about it. Like what one of her producers said, she had to talk about it in order for her to be credible. You can't be talking about everybody and not talk about yourself. I think that was the theme of it, right? So she became a hot topic on her own show and she had to reveal some personal stuff that can either hurt her show or make her show. But by this time, the majority, as she would say, people on the streets, the streets are talking. People on the streets already know half the stuff that was already going on before she already released it, you know. Um, so, you know, it's a it's a good 
it's a good um documentary for for you to if you've been following Wendy for years and just want to see how she is you know I think it's a good documentary for you to watch here are my views my takeaways at the end, you know, because I don't want to give you everything to the point that you don't watch it. But even if you don't have Hulu, I hope that this gave you like some little insights um, into Wendy. She seems to be doing okay um, physically a little bit. Man, she's still alert and going through everything, you know what I mean? And um, she looks like she's just taking it one day at a time, you know. She loves her son, you know. Um, she admitted um, some stuff that's going that went on in her past, something that she's going through. She's still hurt. I think she's still very hurt about her husband's alleged affair, the baby that he had, and apparently the the affair has been going on for years allegedly. And here is the part. Let me go back to my notes where she said, um, "What's the part that I was going to think about?" Um, uh, okay, in the beginning, she stated a circumstance that she's created for herself out of a bad circumstance. I think a lot of times why we feel so much hurt is because of this, the, the decisions that we make. Early on, before she was officially married to her husband, she found out that he was cheating on her, right? What do you do as a woman that you just had two miscarriages he protected you in a situation where some girls wanted to jump and fight you and he came out of nowhere and was your hero and he's been around you or whatever, you know? And she didn't date a lot, you know? And then here he comes, you know? How do you feel as a woman knowing that your man cheated and then you have to make a decision, do I still want him? But yet he had his own place after years of marriage, his own little party um, um, apartment, condo, allegedly, and stuff was going on. But then you put up with it. Where do you think it was going to lead to? You know, so I think a lot of it is regret. I think a lot of it is guilt. Because as she said, it is a circumstance that she created for herself out of a bad circumstance. Even with the the viral video that's going on with Risa Tisa right now, a lot of it is you want to say stuff to help other women. But at the same time, you're looking at yourself like, I wanted a relationship so bad that I'm going to put up with X, Y, and Z. And I think we have to be strong enough to voice our opinions to our mate and say we're not going to do X, Y, and Z. But all of us, including our myself, we fall dumb, deaf, and stupid when we have a man in our life. I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is that we put all logic out of our mind. You know what I mean? And sometimes we just have to be brave enough and say, I won't put up with this and you got to change and this isn't that and you got to be strong because I think by her accepting the affair the first time was the ticket, I feel, for him to do whatever he wanted to do. And that, but let me tell you what my final views are about this documentary. 
Look at the dynamics. When a strong woman is successful and more than her man or spouse, and then you include him in your business, a lot of times by you making that decision can bring you down. Something to think about. Because I see this in my family where you had couples that were in business. I see it in other people. It's the woman's business. It's normally the woman who is successful and the man is not as successful as the woman. Then the woman feeling some kind of way about her success, her hard work, kind of like puts him in the mix of her business. But there are no lines defined. I think that is the key, key point there. You have to have roles and you have to have responsibility. I think it and everyone should know their role in if it's going to be combined. That is the key. And then when things are combined, I really don't think, this is just me, maybe I haven't experienced it. You tell me in the comments, you tell me, you know, Should he then become your manager? Sometimes I feel like, okay, he's my spouse. He's looking out for me. And, um, you know, he has my best interests. But should you make him your manager? That's the thing. Because throughout the documentary, there was even people who were on the show behind the scenes talking about the alleged attitude, the conflicts and everything, just by his presence being there. You know what I mean? So it comes back to, as she would say, your coins, your money, your bag, your show, you know, whatever. And here it is that whatever acts and situations happen in your life, it's now destroyed your success. Something to think about. Don't get me wrong. There are couples out there who know and make it work when the woman is successful and the man supports her because he truly, truly loves her and looks out for her. Because I think couples don't realize that it's for both of you. But I think the struggle, especially with African-American households, correct me if I'm wrong, is that We don't have enough knowledge. We don't have enough knowledge of being successful. We don't have enough knowledge of positive relationships. We don't have enough knowledge of what is, what should the dynamics look like? You know what I mean? It is her business. This is nothing personal, but how do we make this work? So therefore we are good, right? And a lot of times people focus on the money and it's not the money. It's all about ego. It's all about, oh, I still need to feel like a man or whatever the case may be. I, I'm not sure. But all I know is that I don't see a lot of it working out when the woman is on top and the man is not so much at her level. And it doesn't mean that way. You're still contributing. You're still loving her. You're still guiding and protecting her. So why do you feel like you need to embarrass her and put her down 
Because what? Your homeboys are coming to you and saying, oh man, your woman make more money than... Come on, grow up, people. I, I just want us to be successful in our thinking and in our actions. You know what I mean? It's all going into one household. Why can't we make this work? You know? So that was my takeaway, um, my biggest takeaway of it. It's like, okay, he's your husband, he's protecting you, but should he have been your manager? Should he have been an executive producer? Not everybody, maybe he should have a role, but I don't think, I don't know. I don't know. Whoever is out there who is married and and the wife is more successful successful than the husband, is it working when you make the husband your manager? You know, I feel like women, we want our man to protect us in every aspect of the way, including our business, but it shouldn't come to a point where that same man is embarrassing you and making you look bad and and not protecting your brand and your business. It's just food for thought. But anyway, I love the documentary. Um, but I I pray for Wendy um that she has all the best, you know. Um I thank her for sharing her story and opening up. It's not hard. It's not I mean, it's not easy to come out and say X, Y, and Z, you know, and, and tell people especially on social media, your inner deepest thoughts and your secrets and stuff and whatever. But I'm thankful that we got to see a glimpse and we're hearing it from her own mouth, how she's doing, how she's doing. Until next time, my friends, I will talk to you on the next episode. Take care. Peace, love. Bye. So guys, after filming and talking about Wendy on Hulu, that documentary, come to find out that there's another documentary um, that probably around happened around the same time. Wendy Williams, Where Are You? Documentary on Lifetime. So there's a couple of documentaries out there, but the one I talked about was the one on Hulu. Be sure to check out both of them. All right.